This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Tin Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD. Hey Bo. Good evening, man. Good evening to you, sir. <laughs> oh man. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing all right, but what uh, what's up with you? Uh, you look at me like maybe I look disturbing. Or yeah, something. Well, no, is, you, is, everything, is everything okay? You know, I look at you, and here we are at 2018. You know, right. some time's gone by, but you in right. particular, you look just like as if you are just 24 hours uh, to oh, maintain. Oh, I see where this is going. Oh, do you? I see where this is going. Yes. Ah! Oh man, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> Almost my birthday. Almost your birthday. Oh, and you broke your hat. <laughs> There's a backup hat. Oh man, they're all breaking. Ah, let's see. There we go. These were clearly made Look for at grown that. men. <laughs> these, these were made, uh, yeah, for people with really fat hobbit heads. There we go. All right, well, well yours at least uh, hung on there, and we'll put hung this on one. a little bit. No, it's, 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 it's gone, too. Uh, it's, but anyway. It's, it's toast. Yep. I feel hey, like dude. you did that on purpose. Happy dude, birthday. Dude, it's, uh, it's, it's my birthday, man. Yeah. So uh, thanks, brother. Ha- I appreciate happy it. birthday. No. There is, to you. Th- th- no. Happy what, birthday. This song died with Marilyn Monroe. But see, this is the thing. In the... Ours, ours is probably one of the only podcast audiences that'll get the reference. <laughs> no, you're, that, that, that is that is true. No, dude, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, over the years have started to just not uh, make as much of a deal about my birthday as uh, you know you do when you're a kid. And Which is I, a I guess shame. It just kind of happens when you get older a little bit. But um, yeah, man, 34 tomorrow and uh, January 9th. We're um, you know, it's funny. My my birthday always landed on on a time of the year when like kids were still out for the holidays. Yeah, and so I always was, you know, growing up a little a little bitter about that because like <laughs> you know when, when you're a kid and you have your birthday like in March. You know, unless it's during spring break, like typically you come to class and like, you know, someone says it's your birthday and everyone makes a big deal out of it. And all these kids are there. It's like, oh, it's his birthday. And like maybe your mom <laughs> brings you cupcakes to school or something, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, my birthday just always landed during uh, during winter break. And so I just uh, I was always at home. It was cold. Um <laughs> You know, I had already such a curmudgeon, even I, at a young I, age. I know. I had already gotten like these presents for Christmas, and so it was like, you know, man, man you know, I, I, I don't know. It was just this. Uh, it, it, but now I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate the fact that my birthday is, uh, is in January, and um, you know, it's uh, just to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. It's one of those times of year where. Um, you know, it, it, it can be kind of depressing just because mm. it's so cold and it's, yeah. you know, it, it, everyone's broke from the holidays and it's, uh, it, you know, you're trying to, you know, work off all that, you know, fruitcake that you ate and all that. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and man, it's just, it's good to have a bright spot in the middle of a, a kind of a difficult month. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good, man. Thanks. Well, well happy Thanks. birthday Thank to you, brother. Man. I appreciate uh, that. Glad I really you're, do. you're finally turning 21 and I think, uh, I know. You know, <laughs> we, we could not. Be he's happy. old enough to rent a car now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, we want to, uh, of course, uh, let some folks know that uh, in the coming weeks here, we've got a, a special episode coming up. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of different series that we do from time to time. We are continuing on our pipe culture series talking about pipe smoking archetypes. Uh, now, specifically, we're looking at the farmer and the aristocrat. 
Dadgummit, I'm it, still it, doing it, it, it aren't is, I? It is an Aristocat. We were talking about Aristocrats, but also the Aristocat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, those, those two, I'm excited about it. Those two pipe-smoking archetypes. So we want to get your stories in, your feedback, your thoughts as we prepare for this particular pipe culture episode. It's really a time for us to turn the mics over to you uh, so that we can tell the uh, the, the stories that, uh, that you guys have in, in relation to kind of thinking about what these archetypes are and, and what you know from fiction, from history, from personal experience. Uh, that's what we'd like to hear from you. Uh, you can send that in at show at countrysquireradio.com. We also want to uh, encourage you to go to countrysquireradio.com where you can participate in the Corn Cob uh, bidding auction that's yeah, going on. Our, right our, our Missouri Mirrors from sponsored Corn Cob, uh, custom Corn Cob holiday extravaganza bidding auction. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, uh, for folks that have been keeping up with this, we had some awesome uh, custom corn cob pipes that were made for our uh, yearly, our new contest that we that we did in December. And, um, man, the bid, the bidding is away. The it's, bidding it's, is yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going. There's actually uh, several several bids that are in, and, uh, man, some, some people really want those pipes. It's I'm exciting. telling you, man, <laughs> it's great. It's going for a great cause, too. We're raising these funds for the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, it's not only do you get a, a really co- cool and quality custom corn cob pipe that you're not going to find anywhere else but you're also uh, helping out a great great organization that does some amazing things so uh, if you've not done so already go to countrysquireradio.com check out the corn cobs you've got until this coming Sunday to get those bids in and we will announce the winners on next week's live broadcast on Monday but you've got until Sunday at midnight here uh, Central Standard Time so let's get That's those right. bids in That's now, right. I'm rushing through kind of the the you know the homework or not the homework but the housekeeping items yeah because tonight's a, a big episode man we we have only I think ever once in the history of this podcast had kind of some breaking news type of stuff happening. yeah kind of come out like you know the day of or something when we record yeah so it, it doesn't happen too often yeah as I mean like and, and really this is kind of taking things to a new level and in many respects this is the first time probably that you're getting from Country Squire Radio some hard hitting journalism with a lot of like you know some <laughs> some some of those back room conversations and all that kind of stuff we uh, well I, we got I, the details we got the dirt we got the we got the uh the skinny uh, the skinny <laughs> the rundown we got it all oh oh gumshoe jd is going to bring you all the uh all the the accurate information that you need so we i'm just, I'm just kidding actually you probably heard all this stuff by, <laughs> by now uh, you know here at 8 30 central time on monday night but uh but yeah we are excited to talk yeah about so originally we had kind of an episode plan that got pushed back to next week because john david uh, messaged me earlier today he was like hey we got to talk about Virginia's. We got to talk about what's going on with McClelland. Uh, he, you know, and and kind of walk me through. So you you started getting these phone calls yesterday, this morning. When when did the uh, when did the news start coming in? Well, so yeah, okay, and I guess we're diving in, huh, Bo? We're just straight head for yeah, head, okay. uh, head head first into the uh, yeah onto the breach. Or so whatever. yeah, we um you know this morning um on on our side of the counter, we kind of knew some of this was coming. Uh, over the past, you know, several weeks, we had had some heads up and some rumblings, uh, just because we, you know, are in regular contact with some of these companies, but but weren't for sure. And uh, today, a lot of this, uh, a lot of our fears were confirmed. Uh, McClelland, uh, which of course, you know, we talk about uh, regularly here on Country Squire Radio. No secret, I'm a fanboy. Love McClelland. Oh, McClelland's um, a giant in the industry. They are a giant in the industry. Certainly in America, they make. Uh, you know some of the best tobaccos. They're they're kind of you know bread and butter or those rich, uh, velvety Virginias that we just know and love. And um, tonight I'm smoking one named 5100. Uh, it's a it's Ooh. Red Cake Virginia, which is very uh, very popular. It's it's probably their most um, mo- or their best selling bulk tobacco that they that they sell. And um and and they came out today and announced that they aren't going to be able to make it anymore. All right, so 5100. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it's it's uh it's it's gone. It yeah. is it is gone. It's gone. And yeah. yet you're smoking. This could be your child's college fund, and you're smoking it because the the value of that bowl <laughs> just skyrocketed. That bowl right there. 
Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it was it was a decision I, I had to make. I was like, you know what, tonight in honor of uh, in of in honor of our our great uh, cake Virginia friend, we yeah. are we are gonna uh, load up a bowl. Matter of fact, if you're uh, watching live uh, on our top shelf here, where the fifty one hundred jar used to sit, uh, there is a a blank spot now that we have put a glass of whiskey in because we we honor it. Uh, we honor a, a venerated tobacco with a nice single malt scotch, and so. Um, Anyway, it's uh yeah, it's we pour some a, out for it, but it's good quality scotch. No, that's right, that's right. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the scotch will be consumed by uh by yeah. someone yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tonight. So um man, yeah, so a big day. I actually had uh, this morning a bunch of folks call uh, just from all over the country. They were looking for. Uh, looking, you know, to see if we had any 5100 left, and we had already taken it off the shelf, and uh, we still have a few things we have to do with the little bit that we do have left, and so. Um, but uh, but anyway, folks, you know, immediately took this news. Uh, as uh, McClelland going out of business. The sky is falling. Right, right. Chicken uh, Little has know, been let out into the tobacco shop. A- absolutely. And so we just, uh, you know, immediately had folks that were, you know, concerned that, oh my gosh, well, the, McClellan's out of business. We're, we, we're talking Frogmorton. We're talking, you know, all the great Virginias and Orientals they do. Christmas, you know, holiday, of course, Christmas cheer had to be discontinued last year, but, um, you know, holiday spirit, old dog, Blue Mountain, uh, or Balkan Blue, you know, just you name it, on and on, all these you know incredible tobaccos they've come out with over the years, and um, and and the, the good news is, and we'll you know continue to talk about this throughout the the, the segment tonight. But um, McClellan's not out of business; they're not, but um, they they are experiencing probably a, you know what they would consider the most critical challenge they've had since their company uh, has has formed, and and that is a a, a drought in uh, high-quality Red Virginia tobacco. Man, yeah. okay. So, in, in the United States. So was 5100, I mean, was that just straight up, that Red Virginia tobacco? Yeah, so it, it's a it's a blend of Virginias, and, uh, and you know, they, if you talk to Mike, and again, uh, I had some great conversations today with, with uh, Mary McNeil and Mike McNeil. Again, I, you know, I've said this so many times on the show, but this is one of our favorite companies. Like, when you, when you call to order tobacco, you're talking to the person that either blended the tobacco or like, you know, you know, age the tobacco themselves. I mean, that, that mm. you're talking to that person, right? Like it's, it's just, these are people you want to support. Their hands have been on yeah, the tobacco. Yeah. I mean, they, they really have, they've, yeah. they've tested it. These are the people that, uh, you know, are the folks that, that determine which, which tobaccos, uh, live and which ones die. I mean, they're just, they're just really, um, really the best. And so, um, you just kind of go through the day, you know, we, we had, you know, I I got on the phone this morning and I spoke with Mary, who uh, of course is the president of the company. Uh, Mary McNeil, uh, she does a lot of the tasting herself, uh, is in really instrumental in uh, the blending process, design work, too. Um, the design, all the artwork for their beautiful tins and everything that they do. She's incredibly instrumental in that. And so uh, we chatted uh, quite a bit this morning, and then later this afternoon, I was lucky enough to talk to to Mike McNeil. Uh, Mike, of course, is the you know, is the guy that is, is the blender. I mean, he's the, he's the head blender at McClelland and, um, and, and, and arguably, you know, uh, he wouldn't admit to this. Matter of fact, he would fight you probably to the death that, that <laughs> if, if I said this to him, he'd probably fight me to tell me I was wrong. But, uh, but he's arguably the, you know, the best, uh, the best blender that America has ever put out. Oh man. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so anytime you interact with him, uh, as ornery and crotchety as he is, uh, you, you're a you're a blessed person, you know, because because uh, he's just he's a great he's a great man. So, but anyway, you know, so talking to Mary this morning, the um, you know, the state of this 
uh, leaf in general uh, is is just really we're we're in a tough spot here, and and it's a perfect storm if you want to you know know the know the truth about it. So we've kind of been clued in on this for a few weeks on our side of the counter um, because we use a lot of McClellan products to blend our tobaccos, right? Sure, yeah. And so you know as we blending tobaccos again, um, you know even looking on the shelf behind us here, a lot of these uh, a lot of these jars that you see if you're watching live they include tobaccos that come from uh you know different different companies you know mcclellan cornell and deal mac Barron, uh you know lane sutliff on and on and on and uh and of course mcclellan is a big part of that because we we tend to lean towards the more premium stuff and so they have you know they essentially have been having trouble sourcing this particular red virginia leaf and as they were looking for ways to replicate this particular blend and, and, and you know, really the stuff that, that goes into making 5100 the special tobacco that it is, yeah. um, you know, they just kept running into these roadblocks. And so uh, they tried several iterations of basically a, um, a backup recipe. So, you know, something where they could go out, get some other leaf, uh, try to take that leaf and do something with it in order to to you know modify the recipe for 5100 make, so make that, some margarine instead of butter type yeah situation. but you know but but something that was you know they felt like was the quality where you know okay the, you know they could say okay we're changing the formula a little bit but this is something we're proud to put out right right and right. Uh, so they'd gone through several iterations and this you know they had just kind of failed um, not come up with the with the right combination and so uh the the straw that broke the camel's back was this this weekend actually just just yesterday you know they had tried they went down to south carolina tried uh all these leaves that they'd kind of set aside and and you know were letting mary up to to really you know see if this new new formula would take and uh you know just talking to mike and and mary it was so funny just you know i I could imagine them sitting in this room they smoked this tobacco out of every type of pipe that you could imagine you know like (laughs) you know know, several different clay pipes uh you know uh meerschaum pipes fresh briar pipes that had never been smoked on and on um, to try to get just the the purest flavor that they could, and um, and this was kind of their last shot at at you know replicating this this tobacco, um, and um, and and they 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 weren't satisfied. They just Ooh, they weren't satisfied. Man. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 I, they wanted. You know, I said, what is something we could communicate to you know our listenership and and the pipe community at large that would just kind of you know what 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 can we communicate to them that y'all might want us to pass along uh you know just from your side uh, you know coming from um the you know the company line and they said you know look we're 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 in business it's it's always funny talking with uh with mike and 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 mary because mary is is so tender and sweet and like really positive and you know affirming and mike is like you know is like everything's going to hell <laughs> and he owns it, man. I love right, Mike. Right, right. He's, he's so great. I, I was really, uh, you know, honored to get to talk to him for as long as I did. But, uh, you know, it's just funny because, you know, when you do talk to him, you're really aware of the challenges that the pipe industry are up against. Um, and so, you know, the, the moral of the story is though that, uh, McClellan, they're in business, they're not going anywhere. Um, but they are up against a serious problem. Uh, in, in Mary, uh, in Mary's words, she said they're wounded, but not dead, <laughs> which, uh, you know, which was, which was comforting to hear in some respect, but, but they do have a serious problem. Um, and that is that the, uh, the aged mellow leaf that is so, 
incredibly important to the finest Virginia blends in the world um, is just no longer consistently available and, and is used up. All right. So perspective wise, because it's not just 51 that's gone. Like, like, that's right. I mean, this, yeah. this is something that trickles out. And yeah, it, it, the, the 51 was kind of the newsmaker. You know, 5100 was kind of the, everyone was like, well, you know, that's, it's the most popular Red Virginia on the market. And so everyone went nuts. But, but they're, they're experiencing this on a broad variety of, uh, of tobaccos uh, that they have on their lineup, including a lot of their bulk aromatic uh, blends, which people find, uh, you know, very, very, uh, very good. I mean, so, well, let me just ask this. Well, no, 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 let's ask this. Percentage-wise, like, like, what would you kind of estimate percentage-wise? Does this impact the... I actually don't know, and I, I wouldn't want to speculate, Fair to enough. be honest. Fair yeah, enough. just, uh, you know, out of respect for McClellan, because I don't know, uh, I don't know what, you know, what percentage of their products are going to be uh, affected. But I, I can tell you that, you know, as of right now, um, this is much more much more affecting their bulk stuff than it is their tin stuff. Mary Mary, okay. Mary was very clear on that. Interesting. And so, okay. And so a lot of their uh, bulk tobaccos are the things that are going to be immediately affected. Okay. So we're talking, uh, you know, some of their great aromatics. We're talking, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, different. Virginia mixtures, and then of course fifty one hundred, which uh, which everyone got really upset about. Um, you know, they've got kind of this stockpile of tobacco that they're sitting on. Um, you know, and the FDA, you know, Mike was clear. He said, you know, honestly, the you know they haven't really come in and done a lot of stuff with them so far. But they've moved even in spite of that, just because the FDA kind of scare you know happened last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we think eventually it will happen. You know that you know they've they've been moving through a lot of product, and so they just kind of got wiped out with a lot of this uh a lot of this you know people are just stocking up pipe smokers are sure, stocking up because sure. we don't know yeah. what the what the future is going to hold so um but but we can't get this aged mellow leaf that is so um so important in the past they would have bought this leaf um and and it would have sat basically in storage in a barn uh down there in, in the hill country in in south carolina um, you know, it would have sat there for, uh, you know, a couple summers to, to marry up and to, to go through a couple of sweating seasons where, it, you know, it goes to that real hot summer and mild winter uh, just to, to uh, get those tobaccos nice and, uh, nice and married up. They would just sit there, and, and that process was so important, and they just don't have enough to do that any longer. So, um, and then also, you know, if they weren't able to find the appropriate leaf to go out, and, and, and be able to do that, they a lot of times they could find, you know, good aged uh, Virginia leaf on the secondary market. And so they might work with a broker, you know, to find leaf from other sources and then be able to, uh, you know, to have a, a quality product that they would feel comfortable putting in their blends. But, um, th- you know, those those sources don't exist anymore. And, and there's a there's a variety of reasons for that. So yeah, we've talked about um, this a little bit in the past, right? It, right, right. So the, the, the farmers, you know, the, the real root of the problem is that the farmers don't have the incentive or the protection to grow the premium tobacco products. And so that that's the that's the real issue here is um you know the farmers don't have the security to step in and grow it. And so you know in a lot of a lot of other um plants that are that are grown in the United States, you know the government offers subsidies uh, or they offer price protection. And so let's say if the price gets so low, well, the government says, you know what, we'll we'll guarantee that we'll buy it at this low price just so you can at least count on having that, you know, if the if the bottom falls out. And the thing is, as the government has gotten more uh, proactive against the, you know, with the anti-tobacco stuff, those, those incentives are gone now uh, for even the premium tobacco growers. And so 
um, you know, a, a farmer, you know, there there's a lot less risk in a farmer, you know, let's say, you know, you've got this piece of land and, oh, well, you know, I can grow tobacco, which is not protected and, you know, heavily regulated, or I can go over here and grow soybeans, which is, you know, protected not as regulated and used, you know, all over the world. And sure. so, uh, you know, and it is, and it is very much encouraged. X amount of property, X amount of crop, you got to figure well, out. Well, it's an opportunity what, cost, yeah, right? You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I can, you know, go through all this hassle and make this stuff that I've done my entire life and my grandfather did and his father did and all this other stuff. Or I can switch over to this other thing, which is much less labor intensive, uh, a lot less overhead. Uh, the government loves it. And, you know, I, I just don't have to go through the headaches of the other. And so right. it's just really, um, from this, the farmer's really tough it balance. becomes a no, <laughs> a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. well, and these are business people, you right, know, a lot exactly. of, a lot of folks, you know, again, we, you, again, on, on country square radio, we were very proud. We don't get into politics and all that, but you know, these are business people. They're making business decisions. And so, you know, what's a business person do? Well, I mean, they got to feed their family and pay the rent and, you know, pay off their, um, you know, the machinery that they've loaned, leased out and all this other stuff. And so they, you know, they've got to, they've got to make money. And, um, and so the margins on these issues, these products are very, you know, inc- incredibly important. And when they don't have the margin because of all the, all the regulation, then they, they don't have any incentive to grow that particular product. All right. So this might be a dumb question, but if you go, there are no stupid questions, just stupid. people. Well, then this is coming from a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so if, if, if that's the case, if, if the idea is that, you know, the industry has shifted, so getting this particular leaf in bulk is just not feasible, do we see kind of a shift to kind of small batch type of growth in this particular leaf that may not be enough to, you know, provide a, a source for McClellan, but for individual blenders might be something there the, the, at, the, at a premium? The problem, the problem with that is, you know, well, there's a, there's a two front problem on, on one you know, the really, uh, the most skilled blenders in the world, people like Mike McNeil, you know, he's going to look at it and, and say, there's not enough tobacco out there to assure you that you're going to find enough to even make it worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he, he, uh, talking to him today, it was really funny. He said, you know, it's kind of like going, going into a bar and, and going with the intent of, you know, finding a girl to date. Right. And he said, okay, it, it's like going in there, but you know, you know that even if you went into a bar full of beautiful women, that only a couple would be for you potentially, right? But he said, imagine walking into that into that bar, and then the guy at the door says, "Oh, by the way, you know, sixty eight percent of the women just left." So, like, you're walking into this bar, and your chances already went way down. And, right, right. And then you are you also know that, like, even with whatever is left, it's it's going to be very it, it's just the odds are not good. <laughs> it's basically right, right. what he's saying. Right. And so, the, you know, you're going to find that the folks that are really in the industry that are trying to make their living off this thing, they're just not going to be able to do it. Um, and then on top of that, you talk about small batch craft right, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the cards are against that right now because of the current regulatory climate. And so, you know, right now it's really difficult for people to come out and say, hey, this is our new Christmas blend or this is our holiday uh, you know, St. Patrick's blend or whatever, because they, you know, the, the, this, um, ongoing stuff, they're not, it, it's not a good environment for limited time, small batch tobacco right now. Yeah, so, no, that makes sense. So it, it's, you know, I, I think the future for this kind of thing is just really, 
um, really muddy and and just very um, very unclear. All right, so let's talk about the end products though. So does this does I mean like you said this isn't going to impact as much their tin as it does their blending, and I realize that's kind of two different Cur- paths. Currently, yeah, currently. And, and and down the road that could change, right. you know, it, and and will change, frankly, just because we know where this is heading. But uh, but yeah, currently it's the bulk frog warden. Frogmorton's safe for for now. For All now. right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to breathe for a little now. easy there for a second. Yeah, and, and and yeah, I know we had so many people who are like, are they are they not making cellar anymore? Uh-huh, not making uh-huh. you know frog across the pond or you know uh, 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 on the bayou anymore? Because we lost one of the frogmorton. We did, last year. we did actually because of the uh, the Syrian Latakia. But but yeah, you know the ten tobaccos are they're they're safe for now. They are safe for now. But um, Christmas blends, Christmas blends, of course, uh, the holiday spirit will still have that. Okay, um, you know. But Christmas cheer, of course, ended last year. Mm-hmm. That was the, the last year that we would ever have Christmas cheer again, uh, thanks to our, our regulatory environment. Um, but uh, yeah, holiday spirit, uh, you know, back, back in the fold. Uh, some of those real uh, heavily sought after uh, Oriental mixtures, you know, again, uh, readily available. 40th anniversary, uh, readily available. Uh, you know their their new anniversary tobacco, and so we've got some of their some of their most you know famous, uh, venerated, popular blends that are going to be available. Um, but um, notable tens that may not be available in the near future. Um, none, none uh, on the on the horizon on the immediate horizon. On the immediate horizon. Yeah, yeah. So so it really does come to you know the bulk, which impacts and and specifically. At- you guys, the it, the, the local blenders and the local sh- local shops. It does, and so what what you're going to find is a lot of folks um, sitting behind the counter in my shoes in the in the blender, the small time blender shoes. Um, you know, we're if 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 you're a retailer and you depend on you know McClellan products, all of a sudden your formulas are going to have to change, or you're going to have to discontinue some tobaccos, and so that's you know going to affect uh, you know people like me and, and other blenders across the country, uh, which I think will be will be interesting. So so, so, so what do I need know. to stock up on here? I'm not going to tell you. You should buy it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not going to say on air, but you're going to tell me like right after we like. I know. <laughs> Man, put, no, it up, it, put it up on eBay. We you know I'll get and, you to sign it too. And, it's and, like this 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 blend is out of stock, <laughs> never seen again. And and it's been signed by John David Cole. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 bag will be signed uh, by me. No, it, you know, it, it's one of those things. You know, we're going to have to kind of pivot in a few of our uh, recipes, and so will other blenders across the country. But uh, you know, we're committed to to making outstanding, top quality tobaccos, and we'll use uh, the most premium ingredients we can find. Uh, historically, those have been. Um, you know, many of those have come from companies like McClelland, uh, and and you know, as far as the stuff that they continue to produce, we'll we'll continue to because we mm-hmm. believe in McClelland, we love them, and we we really think it's important during this season. Uh, if you are a pipe smoker and love American companies, um, we we encourage you to support McClelland right now because this is a, a difficult season for them. They they just removed uh, some of their best sellers off the you know off the off the market, and so um, it's really important. But you know, it, it's it's just interesting if you look at what's happening in the tobacco, uh, you know, the premium pipe tobacco kind of environment, the climate that we're seeing. Um, you know, M- Mike was explaining this to me. I just think it's so fascinating. You know, 30 years ago, you know, they they would 
they were very meticulous about how they harvested premium tobacco leaf. And so let's say let's say they've got a field of Virginia tobacco, okay? And I'm sure I'm butchering this. I'd love for Mike to um, you know correct me after this, and we come out with some revisions next week just to just to clear it up. But, but we'll I, have Mike I'm, on I'm the a, show. I'm gonna tell you, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah my, Mike would be uh, great to have on the show. But in my own ham-fisted way, I'm gonna try to reiterate kind of what he said. He, you know, it's like they used to go through these fields, and you know, they'd work them over. They'd, you know, on let's say they go out on a Monday and they pull all the ripe, you know, leaves that are turned just the right color and, uh, you know, have just uh, just the perfect uh, shade. You know, they they would pull all those out and they'd wait a few days and they'd go walk the walk the you know uh, the the ground again and they'd pull the pull the next batch of leaves out and they'd do that several times. They might even do it up to five times. You know, think a think about what it would take to go through a field of tobacco and hand pick these leaves for um you know for the ripest uh, leaves the ones that have the most consistency to to you know cull the ones that you know are eat up with different uh, beetles or whatever you know I mean the, the care that went into doing this and yeah. so you know as time has gone on over you know the past 25 30 years um, just as the market's changed the you know the again we're talking about businesses here and so they're getting squeezed in all these different places due to uh, regulations and demand and market forces and so you know as as that's changing um, the the companies and or the growers are actually having to to adjust the way they're harvesting this stuff and so they can't afford to send someone out in the field every week to go uh, you know hand pick these things and so 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 what they're doing is they're actually machine uh, harvesting these leaves, right? The the leaves are getting machine harvested, and and what that means is that they don't discriminate between the ripe and the non-ripe. They don't uh, discriminate yeah. between the quality and the and the the you know the low quality. Um, and so so you've got these you know mass batches of leaves that are being pulled into each batch. They're not even really being aged, and then and then you know before they're aged, you know you've got ripe leaves mixed with green leaves, and then they're going straight into being flu cured. You know, and so you've got this stuff that's just it, it's just it's just not it's not the premium tobacco that we're used to and because the market forces aren't there uh and the in the financial environment um you know the the farmers just don't really have a um an incentive to 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 do it the the good old way anymore and so you're you know you're gonna find less and less certainly in america less and less of the uh, of the real quality stuff yeah. does this in any way impacts the cigar industry it it doesn't, um, you know, at least currently. You know, there are some cigars that, of course, um, you know, have pipe tobacco in them. Matter of fact, we actually talked about that last week, I think. But um, but yeah, you know, cigar leaf is really a totally different animal. Um, See, that's know, that's that's the thing because I mean, we yeah. talk about kind of you know uh, creating a, a better regulatory environment for there to be the source materials that support this industry. And I feel like if, if the pipe if the cigar industry was hit, there'd be a little bit more rumblings in terms of the big 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 backing and big support. What what's what's interesting, you know, is the which is unfortunate. We're 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 incredibly proud of our current pipe culture, right? Big time. I mean, the, Country Squire Radio would not be here, yeah. right, if it weren't for the renaissance we're experiencing in the pipe world. Mm-hmm. And and we're very proud of that. But, you know, if if you talk to someone of you know, of course, Mike, we sound like Mike's, we, we make Mike sound like he's this old guy. He's only 61. I mean, he's, he's a spring chicken, you know, so I mean, these are not, these are not old people we're talking about, but you know, it, just but Mike, young. but Mike did come up and, you know, even though he's, you know, not a really old guy, like he did come up in a different era, right? These are, right, he, yeah. he came up and he learned the trade when, when the, the environment was very much different, you know, back in the, in the fifties and sixties, you know, they, 
they would actually, you know, you'd go through, hand pick these tobacco leaves. They would hand bunch them together and then auction off the best stuff at these government auctions that were government supported. Um, and, and so you had these really, um, you know, uh, incredibly high quality venues where people were bidding on the best leaf out there. Matter of fact, you should do this. You should go and Google uh, 1950s or 1960s tobacco auctions. Yeah, you just just do that on your on your spare time uh, if you're listening, and, and you'll be you'll be amazed to see like these black and white pictures of people walking around these old barns, like these big leaves and everything, and 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 they're these hand hand bunched leaves of tobacco <laughs> that are being you know bid on because these the big guys they're out there saying, man, that's going to make the best pipe tobacco, right? Right, right, right. And so you got to think, you know. Uh, 50 years ago, there were 57 million pounds of tobacco grown in the United States that was consumed just for pipe tobacco. Okay, just pipe tobacco, 57 million pounds. Man. This year, 1.4 million pounds. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, that that's your difference, right? And so as as we talk about the renaissance that uh, in pipe smoking that we're so proud of, and, right. we're, and we're really, frankly, Bo, you and I, we... We're very fortunate to be a part of, you yeah. know, in a very intimate way, and we're, you know, we're very proud of that. Um, you know, we're still talking about a a niche industry c- compared to certainly what it was, and and most of that now is, um, it, you know, has gone over to the to the cigar. Well, and, that, and it is funny because I mean, you think about it, it really is about perspective. Because I remember yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a year or so ago, you and I, I uh, won't go into the details, but we were sitting down with the meeting with with uh, some some industry titans and going over some of the numbers and such within. You know, uh, with what statistics were showing in terms of pipe smokers and that sort of thing, and I remember seeing the numbers and be like, "Oh, dang, that's that's really good." But then they showed like what it used to be, yeah. and so like they were looking yeah. at this as if it was bad because of that history that existed before. And that's I'm, exactly I'm like, right. You know, I guess I guess it's just because you know I'm I'm a little bit fresher into to looking at things, but you know. It, I can understand somebody who's been in this industry for a couple of decades, how they might feel very a, a little bit more down. Whereas overall, uh, you know, certainly pres- over the present past- news, notwithstanding, right, it's, right. It's, uh, it's you know, a- the, the past 15 years in the pipe world have been very encouraging. Right. Exactly. You know? I mean, that that's the exciting thing is that we've seen such a such a renaissance where, you know, just not just in the tobacco side and the carving side, for goodness sakes. I mean, think about all the great American artisans that have come out of. Uh, the past 15, 20 years that um, should be incredibly proud of what they do. Um, you know, the pipe smoking thing we've talked about even uh, like on our, um, you know, archetypes and our, our pipe culture episodes is it, the pipe smoking is more of this. Um, it's part of this greater continuity, you know, meta narrative thing of people trying to trying to find things that, you know, return them to the past or something that's more timeless, something that's more stable, um, something that's more meaningful. It, it, it's a part of all that. Right. I mean, it, we're seeing that just across, you know, that this is connected just to the small batch whiskey, to the straight razor shaving and all that, all the other stuff mm-hmm. that we're seeing right now. You know, these are all connected in some way. And so, um, you know, we're proud of that. We're happy about that. But but yeah, for someone, you know, like Mike, that's been in the, the industry for, you know, 40 years, um, you know, you just have to think like um, it's got to be discouraging to know, just to know what good leaf was really like and to know how frustrating it is today to, to, to not even be able to find enough to make a bulk Red Virginia cake that is that is of, of the quality that, that they're used to. And so, you know, and, and what, what my, I was like, Mike, what, what do you want me, if, if I can tell our listeners anything tonight about, you know, kind of what's going on, what would you like me to tell them? What was, is that one thing? And he said, <laughs> he said um, he would rather die 
than put out something that is inferior. Man. And so he will, he he said he would refuse to um to put out an inferior tobacco product that doesn't meet his standards and that if that, you know, if it comes to where he can't anymore, then he won't. And and he is that committed to to high quality uh high quality tobacco products. And so, you know, that's the thing. That they, they were on the cusp, you know, any other tobacco company probably could have taken uh some of their uh, some of their, you know, experimental blends and said, you know what, we'll make that the new 5100. That's that's something we'll, you know, do. People will understand, you know, we're doing the best we can. The leaf isn't there anymore, but, um, you know, people will get that, oh, well, it's just not going to be like the good old days. And, and Mike said that's just not good enough, you know. Mm. And, and so they are, they are committed to uh, to only doing it if they can feel like they did it right, you know. And, and so the future's, you know, uncertain, but... Um, you know, they're, they're looking, they're working really hard to try and to get, uh, get the best that's out there. And, um, yeah, I believe in the folks at McClelland. I really do. They make, uh, some of the best tobaccos in the world. Again, I think Mike would fight you on this, but if I said this, but I, you know, I think he's, um, I think he's probably the, ble- the best American blender, you know, historically that we've ever seen. Um, and so, uh, you know, certainly his body of work over the years. Right. And, um, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I, I believe in them. I know um, that they've got uh, a bright future, but it's, uh, you know, it's going to be going to be hard going forward. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, and to the and to the folks that it impacts the, you know, the, the local mom and pop shop blenders and, and that sort of thing. I mean, one one thing I would, would just want to say in terms of encouragement is that, you know, a lot of innovation can happen in access, but a lot of innovation can happen uh, when when you know, when the limitations exist. In fact, some of the best innovation happens when limitations are forced upon you. You're exactly right. That That's one thing about this kind of stuff that, that you have to remember, right? So everyone, you know, think about last year when these FDA, you know, regulations came out and everyone was going around wearing sackcloth and gnashing their teeth, you know. You know, the the cream rises, right? The cream rises to the top. Exactly. And and it is an opportunity to say, look, how are we going to innovate? How are we going to raise our raise our expectations? How are we going to um you know make our game better? And and so, you know, will there be a pipe industry on the other side of of this kind of stuff? You know, yeah, there, there's there's going to be, and there are going to be players, and there are going to be dynamic players, and they're going to the people that are going to be left in the industry are going to be the folks that are willing to scrap and innovate and be um, creative, and um and and you know we we're we're looking forward to seeing that we're looking forward to being a part of that, and uh, is the pipe industry going to continue to evolve and look different? Yeah. But um, but it can also be good, and so we'll continue to fight for the um the pastime that we love, and uh, in the meantime we'll we'll drink some single malt to a uh, to venerated tobacco that we uh, that we love and cherish fifty one hundred. Yes, Cheer- cheers to the fifty one hundred. Cheers to fifty one hundred. We knew ye well. We knew ye well. That's right. <laughs> mm. Ah, and uh, and delicious scotch to be enjoyed along with it. That's right. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, if you've got some fifty one hundred. This is it, man. This this is your bowl right here and now. And you want to make sure, like, you're going to smoke it like it is your last One of your bowl. remaining bowls that you have. Man, right. you know when you right. pack that pipe with 5,100, some of the last 5,100 on the entire planet, you're not going to just want to throw that into a pipe that you're not going to be able to get a good, clean smoke, to be able to get every single last flavor and to truly savor that smoke. <laughs> 
You're not going to put that in some, you know, uh, clay pipe that was your grandfather's grandfather's no, so, or so, caked up to the max may, where you may, yeah, barely maybe, even pack a leaf into it. Right. So, some some pipe that's got so much, you know, cherry Cavendish residue no! built up on the side, right? Blasphemy! You're going to put that in a clean, yes. uh, fresh, pure yes, uh, corncob pipe, of course, from our friends at Missouri. Missouri Hallelujah. Yes, sir. That's right. Missouri Meerschaum. Look, <laughs> great corncob pipes. You get a good, clean, cool smoke every single time. It's a great way to enjoy uh, uh, 5100 or any tobacco that is uh, that, that is out there. Uh, you might not want to smoke a 5100. You might want to put it up. You might want to just enjoy uh, your, your favorite tin or your favorite blend here from the Country Squire. But uh, be sure that you're doing so in a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. And uh, man, you know, the great thing about Missouri Meerschaum is that uh, not only do they have so many different sizes and shapes, you could do some things like customized pipes. For example, we've got custom corn cob pipes on the auction right now. That's right. And uh, and so if you've got a, if you've got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, you can do your own little custom job on it as well. So head over to Country Square Radio to check out some different holiday-themed designs uh, that might inspire you. But uh, but be sure, if you've got a custom corn cob pipe of your own, be sure to smoke it this week. Uh, we'd love to retweet it out to show the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum our thanks for them supporting this show. That's right. That's right. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. All right, man. Pipe Question of the Week. Now, this is a great question. I mean, we are, we are really on the tobacco train tonight, big time. Uh, and this is definitely kind of continuing on that thought path here. From Dave Miller, he says, After hearing about the blend White Rose, which is going to be fine. We anticipate being able to continue to make White Rose. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All right. After hearing about your blend, White Rose, he says in parentheses, sounds Bo amazing. just wet himself. Yeah. <laughs> Very happy. Now, as a scotch, I spilled it. I know. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, the white, uh, white Rose, which sounds amazing. I've been toying around with applying toppings at home, specifically honey. Uh, without revealing any trade secrets, can you go into a bit more detail about how you can use honey as a topping? I would certainly love to hear a show uh, solely dedicated to DIY toppings and casings at some point. Uh, everyone knows how to throw a couple tobaccos together to make a new blend, but I'm totally interested in how one goes about making their own toppings and casings at home. 
Man, great question. You know, this is something we've talked about um, a, a little bit on the air before. You know, just flavoring your own tobaccos at home. It, um, you know, it, it, is it is it? Uh, do you have all the stuff that you need to do it at the at the house? You know, can it be necessarily as sophisticated as it might be if you were uh, one of the industry titans like at McClelland or Cornell and Deal or uh, you know Mac Barron or whoever? And um, you know, maybe you can't get quite as specific with your flavoring, but uh, but there's certainly ways to do it and. Uh, you know, a, a lot of um, a lot of the vehicle for these different flavorings becomes uh, essentially just a, what we call a syrup, or or what you might know as a, a simple syrup. You know, something that mm. um, you know you're going to take a kind of a sugary <laughs> sugar water, sugar water. Yeah. It's just sugar water that's boiled, right? It becomes this kind of uh, viscous solution that is uh, is really uh, it works well as a topping uh, on really any food product, and, and then you apply it to tobacco, um, and then you know with this kind of uh, nice sugary syrup, you know you may want to put honey like uh, like we um, you know like like you taste in a white rose or you might uh, want to put some cherry extract or or even uh, you know maybe boil down some uh, you know some of your favorite fruit and then add that to the simple syrup that you know whatever that um, that liquid is of course you don't want to use the the actual you know orange or the actual raspberries or whatever it is but you know take that uh, take that liquid add it to the syrup and 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 whip you something up what, what we've talked about before on air in episodes we've done on this uh, in the past is that you want to you want to be really really conscious of, of molding in this kind of environment so this is something you're not going to do a whole bunch of and keep on hand forever you know mm-hmm. you might you're gonna you're gonna um you know, experiment a little bit, right? You know, you know, whip you up some of your little uh, concoction, uh, mix it up, you know, in your kitchen, let it sit a couple days and, and enjoy you a couple bowls of it, you know. But this is not something uh, just from a safety standpoint that you're going to want to just do, you know, uh, pounds and pounds of and sell to your friends. That would be illegal. Uh, all that other kind of stuff. You know, th- this is this is just stuff to experiment with in little batches. But I think you can have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, that simple syrup with some of your favorite flavorings, uh, uh, kind of mixed in there, um, you know. You know, I, I think that's that's the really you know best place to start. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. That's a great, great. It's a lot of fun with that. You know, you can even, I mean, think about anything uh, that has a really interesting, potent flavor that can be boiled with water, uh, and then that that water, ex- you know, after being sifted out, being uh, you know mixed in some kind of a kind of a syrupy solution, and then adding that to your favorite tobacco, letting it dry out a couple days, and then and then, and then smoking it up. You know, I I think there's something that's uh, that's really fun and beautiful about that. So um, you never know. You might be the next uh, might be the next Greg Peace. Hey, <laughs> and uh, great question, Dave. And uh, let us know, by the way, if you, if you do kind of decide to dabble, let us know how it goes for you. We'd love to hear that and, uh, and share your story on the show as well. And by the way, if you've got a pipe quest of the week, you can send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire with Joe. Man, quick fire questions brought to us by our new sponsor, Tin Society. Uh, TinSociety.com is a place you want to go. And man, Tin Society is an awesome, awesome service. We'll talk about that in just a minute. That's right. Now we've got some uh, quick fire questions in from Ghosts of Pompeii. That's right. Uh, Ghosts of Pompeii uh, continuing on providing us with some great quick fire questions. These are going to make you hungry and make you think and make you question reality. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Astronaut or deep sea diver? Uh, astronaut. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a space guy. You know, I like, I like, uh, I like space. So I'm a space guy too. I mean, you know, Star Wars um, has has had a uh, deep and emotional impact on my life. Uh, 
and and generally speaking, I'm because sp- space is like so far reaching. It's it's vast. Yeah. It's beyond. It's like yeah. you could never 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 get enough of. It. No, that's right. But there's just so much of like the sea that is unexplored like within our own planet you, you, know? You, you know you are right about that it is when you think about the depth of our own ocean and and how we you know as as technologically advanced as we are in 2018 um we still don't know so much about it yeah i i i, I, I get that i, I kind of i don't know i mean overall it's probably astronaut but i i just i hate to just throw aside deep sea diver because i do feel like we overlook you know What's below for what's above? Sometimes I'd like to. I'd like to see. I'd like to be the first person to smoke a pipe in space. <gasps> can we make in, in your lifetime? Can we make that happen? No, certainly. Okay, not. probably. Not. <laughs> uh, AC DC or AC DC? Uh, AC or DC? Uh, AC DC or, or AC DC? Yeah. yeah. I, I you know I don't really know the difference between uh, alternating current and direct current, so I, I'll just go with AC because it is reminds me of air conditioner. Uh, wait, I thought this was like a power thing. Is that not a power thing? Yeah, alternating current and direct current. Okay, oh, oh, okay, but AC, right. not not air conditioning. Right. Okay, I'm going to go with ACDC, the band. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Pulled pork or beef brisket? Gosh, don't make me choose uh, pulled pork, but but man, is it close. Is, yeah. it, is it really, really close? I mean, right, so is, is pulled pork, is that because we're in Mississippi? Like, I feel like different areas... Yeah, d- different regions of the country have their favorite barbecue, right. right? So, you know, every time I go, you know, back to Texas to visit family, it, it's more beef-based out there, right? It's you're brisket talking, you're talking Texas. brisket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you're in Memphis, you're talking ribs. Yeah, you're talking ribs. Louis, uh, yeah, ribs and well. you know, and then and then you know, and, and in Memphis they do their fair share of the uh, of the pulled pork also, but that's yes. that's really you know uh, we that's kind of our bread and butter here, <sighs> at least in our part of the country. So, yeah, um, yeah, but I you know I, between the two, I'll do pulled pork. Yeah, I mean definitely pulled pork between the two. Although I do like that pork brisket. It's not mentioned here because he only mentions the beef brisket, the pork brisket. You know about that? Oh pork yeah, brisket. I forgot about that. Pork yeah, you got to remember that pork. Yeah, brisket. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'm not going to hold my breath for uh, trying that pork brisket. Was that was that with you or was that with Caleb? No, that was definitely with me. All right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a, no, a I, former I, episode, former joke, probably I, a former quick fire question. I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the rapture or alien abduction? Uh, gosh, <laughs> wow. Um, so it's wait. the end of the world as we know it. Okay, so I'm going to go with ooh. Yeah, well, you'd rather be raptured. Than I'd rather be raptured, but but as a good as a as a good. Uh, Reformed person, I, I don't believe in the rapture <laughs> as as an amillennialist, and so I, I'm going to go with the alien abduction, the kind kind where they invite you to their ship. Yeah, and they well, yeah, where well, you get to go secrets. in and right, they, you know, no probing. Maybe we have like a I don't know, like a fiesta party or something. Yeah, yeah, F- fiesta with with aliens, with aliens, right. It could be fun. You know what? I'm going to go with the Fiesta with Aliens, too. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, all right. Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pibb? Dr. Pepper. Yeah, without question. Mr. Pibb's gross. Nah, it's not gross. Nah, it's it's gross. just not Dr. Pepper. That, well, Dr. Pepper's not that great, if I'm being honest, either. But, but, but all right, look. Isn't, isn't there like- What the heck's wrong with you? Cherry Dr. Pepper's all right. <laughs> if it's like mixed with ice cream, you got to really do some uh, stuff wh- to wh- make wh- me like Dr. Pepper. Dr. What? Pepper's gross. They're both gross. You're gross. Dr. Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper wouldn't want you anyway. Let me tell you something. While Mr. Pibb was like sitting back on his couch, Dr. <laughs> Pepper went out and got his medical degree. So I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper for the effort. My, I'm, I just I just want to point out the fact that my future wife is in the room and she's looking horrified right now because you dissed <laughs> Dr. Pepper. And, and, I, and I, I tend to be on her team. <laughs> 
We're, we're, actually, I'm very much on her team. <laughs> I was about to say. I'm about to say. There ain't no tin to it. You haven't about locked it. it down yet. Right. You better get your words right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gwen, these quick fire questions, uh, uh, great quick fire questions coming in from Ghost of Pompeii. And this segment of, is brought to you by uh, the Tin Society. That's right. Now, tinsociety.com is a place you want to go. This is an awesome service delivered pipe, t- uh, pipe tobaccos right to your doorstep. Premium stuff uh, you get on a monthly basis. And there's a wonderful deal deal here for uh, Country Squire Radio listeners. 20% off and a free Missouri Meerschaum pipe whenever you use the code SQUIRE. Now, a lot of you, uh, you know, you've, you've got your sellers. Uh, some of you are very proud of your sellers. Some of you, uh, you know, yeah, we, there's room to grow. There's room to grow. Yeah. Both of you can benefit <laughs> from this service. So be sure to check them out. Again, that's tinsociety.com. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's amazing service. We love these guys. And uh, man, just, you know, the cool thing is, I, I should have mentioned it uh, before, but, um, you know, with all of our sponsors, Missouri Meerschaum Tin Society, available at countrysquireradio.com. We actually have direct links there and you can see their logo. That's right. It's just a cool little logo. Dude, it's wicked, man. I kind of want a shirt. I, I, love, I love what they're doing. It's just such a great model. So, you know, there's... In- an infinite amount of tins out there, uh, whether it be from, uh, you know, people like Cornell and Deal, McClellan, Mac Barron, Dunhill, uh, Orlick. I mean, just the, the list goes on and on. Every time you shop for tins, you're overwhelmed. And and what the fine folks at the Tin Society have done is they've kind of curated this for you. And so they're offering you a box once a month. You get, uh, you know, samples of different tobaccos where you don't have to commit to a whole tin, but you do get the opportunity to smoke, you know, three or four bowls of, of really premium pipe tobacco from different tins that you might try. Mm-hmm. It's just a great way to try, um, you know, a variety. Uh, see what you like and then that way if you like it you commit to a whole 10 get you one um, and, and then and then try the next bowl so what they've got going is really golden uh, great opportunity for for Country Squire radio listeners to hop on board and again we encourage you to go to tinsociety.com that's right your thoughts your comments listener feedback all right, so listener feedback this week. Man, I want to actually, if it's all right with you, do something a little crazy here. Um, t- oh. <laughs> mm. Live on air as we do this. Uh, typically, of course, listener feedback, we, we pull from your emails. Yeah. We've got Facebook comments. We've actually got a backlog of great stuff that you guys have sent in. We appreciate it. But given the subject matter we've been discussing tonight, uh, I actually put out at the beginning of the show uh, for our listeners to actually send in questions as we were going live. Yeah. So if you're cool with it, I think for listener feedback this week, uh, we're going to do things a little bit different. Actually take listener feedback directly from the audience yeah, from that's some great. of these tweets that have started to come in. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, the first one up, uh, this comes in from at C Duomo. He says, so for those of us who do blend, what is a good alternative at this point for 5100? There isn't one. Mm. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be real honest. Um, you know, there, there, there is not one. Um, you know, other fine companies make fine products. Um, you know, you can look for uh, darker Virginias uh, with, uh, you know, folks, I would start probably with a product from Cornell and Deal. Um, you know, there's stuff from Peter Stokeby that's really good. Um, there is no no close approximation to, to the, you know, to, to what 5100 is. There's just not. And so uh, we're all kind of starting from a, from a new, uh, you know, a new baseline here. It's a brave new world. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Your, your, your blends are going to, uh, they're going to change. They are. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one from Brandon uh, Williamson. And we kind of mentioned this earlier, but he asked, does the Red Virginia stuff affect uh, Frogmorton cellar? Not currently. Yeah. Not currently. Eventually, some of this stuff 
will catch up with the tens, uh, but but it currently has not, and we don't anticipate it to for for quite some time. Yeah. All right. So this one comes in from Chase Abels. He says, "Does McClellan pulling out of the Red Virginia market make it easier for someone else to keep it going? Uh, like, could one company claim monopoly on any remaining producers, uh, only making one or two blends with it, and so to keep the strain of the plant growing and alive?" Yeah, it's a it's an interesting point. Of course, you know M- McClellan they. They have kind of the American market, not cornered, but you know they just they have access to the best stuff in America, and so if their people can't find it, I mean you know Mike and Mary, they, these these are these are this is a couple that you know they have personal relationships with the brokers that know exactly where this stuff is grown, right? I mean mm-hmm. they, they can go put their hands on it. They, they've you know these these are the folks they vacation with, right? I mean right, they, right. you know they they know exactly. You know, the farmer, Jim Bob, down, you go down the dirt road and you take a left past the oak tree. He's got this batch and it's really good. And I think I can get you a couple barrels of that. Like, that's the kind of relationship that they have that really no other company in America has has had. Gosh, that kind um, of relationship building is kind of a lost art, right? It, it is. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing, you know, even talking to Mike about it today, um, you know, the, the those brokers and, and the people that uh, find this stuff, they just, they've just gotten out of the business or died. I mean, it's just a lost art. It, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And so, um, you know, folks from other uh, you know, their tobacco, of course, has grown all over the world now. There's uh, leaf in Africa, South America, uh, you know, India, the Middle East, uh, you know, and so folks will try to continue to source stuff. But but the Red Virginias that you'll find um, from other companies are are not going to taste um, not going to taste taste like the stuff we're used to from McClellan. All right, uh, Hawk to the Love Doctors asking, what about 2035 Dark Navy Flake? Actually, not sure about 2035. So, but I, I can look into that for you, Hawker. All right, and then uh, uh, this one I think is is probably one of the most important questions. I, I can't believe that I lost it. Uh, I, although I will, I will give a shout out to Doctor Allen. Said pulled pork is a stable here in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Uh, c- Canadians don't eat barbecue. What are you talking about? Apparently no, they do. No, come on, man. I think he's just messing <laughs> with us. That's not a Canadian thing. Gene Boker. Uh, says, Y'all got Canadian bacon up there. You know what we call that down here? Ham. Ham. That's not, that's, <laughs> that ain't bacon. Come on, brother. Gene Boker uh, says uh, he hopes it doesn't impact the 40th anniversary. Uh, he's uh, also heard problems with Carolina Gold. Uh, the uh, the yeah the 40th anniversary uh, currently is 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 safe. So um, you know there there is plenty of stock on that currently. Yeah. All right. So uh, like I said, man, this is the question. I think the one that uh, for most people it's been keeping them up at night from the very moment they saw the news. Uh, this is what they want to know. This is coming in from uh, Byron Fiss, who again is speaking for the masses. He asked, "How is the Red Virginia crisis going to affect Old Charter Eight and a barbecue episode of Country Squire?" Right? <laughs> It doesn't all go well. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Hopefully, unimpacted. Yeah. Unimpacted. I, I think, you know, Old Charter 8, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's got a, it, it's, it's probably got a bright future considering, you know, where things are going in our country where people are going to need a lot of Old Charter 8. <laughs> And, uh, and and to get through, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's aged eight seasons, right? Yeah, or, 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 eight years. Or, or as they started referring to now at the at the package store next door, uh, eight days, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I, yeah, obviously, it's got a place in our heart, and so uh, and as far as the barbecue pairing. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I, it has personal significant place in our heart. Beyond that, just nothing good about it. Hey, no quality, know. no taste. It's, <laughs> it's it's an awful awful beverage, but it meant something to somebody who meant something to us. So that's why. 
That is one entry. But the barbecue episode on the other hand, that needs to happen. That, well, that's going to happen. Mississippi is compared to hell sometimes, and it did snow here the other day. It so, did snow here. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. <laughs> I, think we, I think we got it. I think we got it good. Um, all right, so I think, man, uh, I'll just do kind of a quick list right here. Um, uh, Russ Hicks, by the way, is putting out a list of McClellan blends that are currently affected. Um, having, thank, thank you, Russ. I'm, I'm sure, you know, having not double checked it, I'll go ahead and retweet it. If it's Russ. So, you know, we, we trust Russ with, uh, with, with our lives, our bank accounts and uh, our, our social security numbers uh, <laughs> and our podcast and our podcast. That's right. <laughs> so whatever he says, I, we were more than happy to co-sign, but, uh, thanks for that feedback. Like I said, it's a little bit different this week. We're, we're taking live feedback, given the fact that we were talking about something that is kind of breaking news, uh, here within the industry and here on country squire radio. Uh, but Hey, you know, normally we love getting in those, uh, those emails. We love getting in those iTunes reviews, especially it's a great way to help out the show. If you've not done so already head over to iTunes, write us a review. Uh, by the way, if you are interested in helping out the show, uh, for like, you know, a couple of shekels and such, we, we, we love those shekels as well. We do. Uh, it's you a can, big part of uh, making the show happen. Exactly. If you go to patreon.com slash country radio, you can uh, support the show, buck an episode, become a patron $3 to $5 to become an actual club member here. Uh, which by the way, I'll just mention this to you. I emailed it to you before, but, um, you know, we've got, uh, <laughs> starting as of, uh, this, this year, that's right. We, we now have our squire level members, uh, who've been with us for a year, uh, that, they're they're about to get brass plaques here on the wall brass at, plaques at the, at the, the country wall. squire yeah. and uh, and I can now confirm that Varge does want to be known as Varge the Pipe Pirate. The Pipe Pirate on his on plaque. Yes. No, that's right. That's right. So <laughs> everyone's got these regal names, you know, everything, you know, printed in brass, their full name, you know, no shortenings or hyphenations or anything. And, and, and Varge is, he, he wants to be Varge. Look, here's the deal. Yeah. When, when you make <laughs> when you make your pilgrimage, because that's the thing, many of you have made your pilgrimage over the last couple of years to come to the country squire from around the globe. Uh, in, in the near future, you'll actually be able to come up and see the wall of squire members. When you see Varge's name... You gotta, you gotta just, you know, those little copper rubbings. You gotta make a yeah, copper that, rubbing yeah, of that. Yeah, one. that's right. That's Varge, right. you know, Pappy Joe, yeah, Mark VV in there. Like, <laughs> like a lot of, you know, a lot of the uh, the who's who Russ is on there as well. Like, that's right. Like, a lot of the names that you hear on here, that's you'll right. be able to actually, you know, do your copper rubbing of their names. So uh, and, and and see, it could, uh, your your name could be one of those two. Oh, in a year that's if you hop exactly on board right. right now. So that oh, that's, <laughs> that wasn't just last year. That's exactly right. So Squire members, uh, become a Squire member this year, and then this time next year, you'll you'll be uh, you'll joining. have your own brass plaque here at the uh, ye old pipe shop. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so definitely do that. You can find the information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. week I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore CountrySquire. And of course, you can follow the show at Squire Radio as well. Uh, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where you can tune in live on Monday nights. The show here starts at 830 Central Time. That's 630 Pacific 930 Eastern at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, happy one day early birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate it. Are that. you going to do anything special? Um, yeah, y'all are going to do something special. I... Uh, you, uh, your, your your fiance kind of gave me the look like I haven't planned anything. Yeah, you know, it, it, as <laughs> as long as I'm with her, I, I think it'll be great. Well, we had the yeah. we had we had the hats and everything. No, we did. You, you know, it's funny actually. The uh, the you know, I, I was thinking maybe I'd watch some football, but uh, the national championship game for college football is actually being played right now. Oh, who's winning the match? Uh, and it, the the match, Bo, is being uh, won by the University of Georgia currently. All uh, it's right, the 13, Georgia Gators. Thirteen. The Georgia Gators are winning the. Uh, 
the the match through with their they have more wickets than the than the Crimson. Tide. Yeah, and if they yeah. catch the Quidditch ball, or I don't even know Quidditch, so I, I don't. The, then right, the it gets golden, the hockey puck, the golden fly thing. Right, that's that's right. They ca- and they can fight. Like that's the thing. If if they can fight, but if they break it up, then somebody's got to make a three 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 throw. <laughs> You idiot. Let's As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.